In the northwestern corner of the United States, just off the coast, is an island. This island is home to dark secrets, darker powers, and a small town. Greetings from Stability. We're always here. Hello again, and greetings from Stability. We're always here. We hope you enjoyed our Sleepaway series. It's unfortunate what happened at Camp Mandrake in the 1990s. I'm sure the grand reopening will go much better. But on to new business, which is actually old business. Our next story takes place in the 1980s and is told using the game Kenzie's Project by Stargazer Sasha. Kenzie's Project is a three-player game of academics, obsession, and unreality. We've tweaked the game a bit to fit our humble town and the people in it, and so we're calling it Felicia's Project. Felicia Gaultier is one of the rare people who managed to leave stability, but the town has called her back because it needs somebody to delve into a history that most people have been forced to forget. She reunites with her old friend Cameron Hawks and her mentor, the Crab Man. They will take foolish risks and make dark bargains in order to get the answers they seek. And when it's all over, all three of them will know what it really means to always be here. Okay. Danny, do you want to start? Yeah, why don't we uh, go over the characters first. Um, so the candle is uh, Cameron Hawks, uh, they them pronouns, an old friend of Felicia's, like the same age, but, but they are like currently a working as a server at the pirate ship, which in this era is still a restaurant and, you know, kind of uh, artistic kind of in that kind of place where like like, I'm an adult now, time to start getting my life together, and I am, you know, confident in, in who I am and the choices I've made thus far, parentheses, is really not. <laughs> uh, two things Cameron knows are the places to smoke in this town and how to write pretty words. Two that they're naive about is how to break hearts. Um, j- just does not like disappointing people in for whatever reason. Uh, like parents, friends, uh, romantic partners, just just it hurts them the most to to hurt someone else. And also how to tie knots, just a practical skill that they never learned. You know, all, all the wilderness camps and, and things, just tying knots never stuck for whatever reason. Um, their burden is something that I genuinely don't know what it is and kind of want to find out through play mm-hmm. is a promise that I made something I must destroy and I am burdened by indecision about it. Mm. I like it. Yeah. yeah. The burden is difficult to sustain physical contact with for too long. I imagine emotionally painful, but you know, possibly physically painful. No, who knows? And it is tied to something painful about my past. Um, my traits, things that I believe about myself. I believe that my best days are still in front of me. I could have left the island too, but chose to stay. I do not begrudge Felicia for leaving too. And I know who I am. All things Cameron believes about themselves. I love it. And all, mm-hmm. all are probably not true. 
Mm. <laughs> I'm sure the game will twist them for you. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm playing Felicia Gauthier, uh, who left the island, um, I think, like, for college, and sometime around grad school she's in now, she's returned. Uh, she... Uh, is more than happy to talk about history of the island, especially weird history and uh, weird sciences. Uh, and uh, she's embarrassed by her own writing. I think she's like working on some kind of uh, either like uh, historical fiction or like um, fantastical fiction, uh, or, like about her like childhood on the island and like the weird stories so she's like compiling like the island folklore or whatever she's like you know a fan of cryptids but more of like the story and history behind cryptids like oh the jersey devil it first appeared in this and it was like tied to this person you know in this mm -hmm. year you know they said that she you know like stuff like that is yeah not the yeah project she's studying is going to be dangerous and it came from something inside me uh i think it's something to do with like the gaudier family the history of her family it's like been on this island like forever and uh goals of my project are uncertain i don't know what it will do when it's complete but i know i want to record all of it i will like not be okay with like leaving things buried because this history has been buried for so long and also i don't know exactly what it is like what i am going to like uncover it's not like i'm trying to find proof of something it's like i'm just trying to find like a complete story uh, I owe more depths than simply to this university. My project was commissioned by someone powerful. I think monetarily what brought me back was perhaps like a grant by the LaCroix family or something like that. Like, uh, there's a few degrees of like separation. It's like the Croy donated to the university, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, funded the grant here that is, you know, allowed to stay. But it's not like I'm like getting money directly from them. Mm. She did the, like, math and the calculations of, like, okay, so I'm using their money for this project, which means there's probably strings to tie, but, like, the importance of this is definitely outweighs the interference that they might offer or, like, kind of, like, whatever their goals are, like, their power-hungriness. Like, Felicia recognizes there is a conflict of interest with LaCroix, like, funding this, like, historical project, but she's still going to, like, you know, try to subvert that or whatever. Uh, traits, curiosity, tenacity, and believer in the supernatural. Weird shit happens, she's not going to be phased by it. Awesome. I'm playing the professor. Uh, we're reskinning that to the chronicler. Um, the nickname that I have gained in town is the Crab Man. <laughs> um, I teach forbidden crab science uh, and all of the histories of stability from every dimension. And uh, I am no longer allowed to teach the language of the sea. Um, so the research that got me my nickname um, is I've been looking into the medical benefits of crab blood. The aspects of my research, I've been working on it for almost a decade. Uh, it started when I glimpsed something beyond our reality. Uh, and I at least believe that it will have the power to create something incredible. Some of the other aspects of it are it is scattered. I don't tend to like keep crabs in cages, so I have to go about the island finding crabs for my studies. Uh, and it is sharp. 
and hard to handle because mm. crabs have uh, real nasty claws. <laughs> uh, my traits are I am steadfast in my goals, but kind of easily distracted in the moment. So, like, I've been doing this research for almost a decade, uh, but in my day-to-day life, it is very easy to get distracted and especially with an interest in both science and history, uh, just go down weird rabbit holes. Uh, should we go around and ask the questions? Yeah. I'll, I'll go first since that's the order we went in. Okay. Uh, yeah, Felicia, uh, why don't you tell me about the time we saw something impossible together and why it makes me nervous? Um, something we saw... Um, we saw the Cowardly Man together. Um, it was uh, one of the evenings we spent at the Rite of Passage. We were like probably eight or nine. And it was like, not the first night, but one of the nights we're like, you know what? We're going to stay here like after dark because like we're old enough. We're almost 10. We're almost 10 double digits. Um, I think it's time. Like, we can we could just stay out just a little bit past our, just like an hour, okay? Just an hour. Um, and we heard crying behind a tree. Um, I think, like, I was, like, gonna go up to it, and you're, like, trying to stop me. Um, but I'm like, no, I want to see. And, like, that kind of outburst, like, then we heard, like, skittering or whatnot. Like, both looked at each other and was like, oh, we saw him. So we, we actually saw the cowardly man, like, appearing fully in front of us, not just, like, in the shadows or behind us. We saw him skittering away from behind okay. a tree. And, you know, telling it, some people who just don't understand said it was just like a squirrel that was running away and that was what was kicking up the leaves and rustling. But you and I both know that it was this, it was the, uh, the cowardly man that we like okay. glimpse in the shadows running away from us. We definitely heard him. That was undisputable. But shadows and all that, like it was getting dark, hard to say visually for sure. Okay, cool. The Crab Man, can you tell me about the time you gave me advice I needed, almost without meaning to? I think maybe I had come to the pirate ship uh, with a colleague for dinner. And in the middle of the dinner, uh, I got on a tear about how I believe that there are other dimensions and that stability exists in all of them. Uh, And I start telling all of these stories of like, dreams i've had of other versions of stability and i think i think in the midst of it i was without even realizing that i was talking about you i was talking about a version of cameron that i saw in a different dimension of stability and i think that maybe uh i was talking about something that was making them truly happy in this vision and mm-hmm. as you were walking by, you overheard me describing, I think, maybe something related to the promise that you've made, um, something related to your burden, uh, describing a set of decisions that you had made in this dream um, that kind of set you on the course to stealing your resolve to make that promise. Yeah, the the idea that whatever decision I made ended up 
like making me seem like happier or more at peace. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, uh, Professor, the class I took with you and that I wouldn't shut up about. I I think that one semester I had been pushing for years and years to get a class on uh, the cryptids of the Pacific Northwest approved. And for years, it just the, the head of the department kept denying it because it was, in their mind, such a silly class. Uh, but finally, I think maybe the year I got approved for tenure, they finally were like, all right, like, teach the class. And it only got taught one semester. And it was weird. <laughs> um, but I think with, with your interest in cryptids and your experience uh, with the cowardly man i think that you know it was a class that you were hands down by light years the most active participant in the class to the point where like you were the student other students rolled their eyes about because <laughs> we just wanted to move on and you had like a million questions about the scientific folkloric uh etymological history of all of these cryptids and you just wanted to know everything and I think the class often turned into just like a conversation between the two of us about how cool cryptids are. Yeah, yeah. I think um, she like got permission senior year in high school to like attend this college course. And all the other college students are like, oh, this is an easy like history credit or whatever. Like the crab man, he grades like super leniently. Um, but like I was the one that like took it super seriously. And yeah, yeah, just like tangents and discussions. I went to every office hour. I love That's it. That's great. Um, and Cameron, the time you found me sobbing and alone in our department building library. I guess this, it can also just be like, was it town, the basement town hall? Yeah. Yeah, we've been treating the town hall as our, our department building. Yeah. Uh, in our town hall basement. Okay. This could either be like fairly recently or mm -hmm. like back when when you were like still a, like a child on the island. Oh, I think fairly recently. Okay. So like after you've you've been away and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of imagining that like Cameron and Felicia haven't seen each other in years. Like you didn't come home for, for summers or or breaks mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Or or if you did, Cameron didn't see you. Didn't come home. Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't come home. Okay. Okay, um, so I think, you know, you were there late at night, um, maybe even kind of like your first day back, like, getting set up and, like, uh, like, very excited to begin your project, and then just kind of seeing the the basement full of stuff where you're going to be working it's you know it's creepy it's cluttered there's plants growing underground somehow mm -hmm. and i think like you just kind of freaked out about it like you know you've, you've been away at I, I assume a pretty nice legitimate university like you've had like the kind of amenities uh available to you that aren't on the island mm -hmm. and just like you felt like you've been doing real academic work and you get here 
and you're just like shuttered away in some side basement that people, a lot of people seem to have forgotten about mm-hmm. and you just kind of break down mm-hmm. and, and like, like going outside the, the steps of the town hall and just like, you need to get out of the room. You need to get away from it. And Cameron is like biking home and, and like, you know, here's the crying first before like even seeing you just goes over to investigate and holy shit. It's, it's Felicia. Like for the first time in what, eight years we're, we're seeing each other again. Mm. And just like the, the, the flood of emotions that come back from that. Why do you think Felicia didn't notify Cameron that she was back? Did she just like not tell anyone, any of her, like no, no family, no friend, like just was just like, I'm going to show up this island, but like not let anyone know I'm back home. Mm. Yeah. Why was Cameron surprised to like see Felicia and like didn't see her when she first arrived as like, hello, or wasn't notified? Hmm. I think maybe the, the idea, Idea that you had is that you 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 thought that this was going to be a pretty quick and easy trip. Like maybe it's related to the reason why you're not staying with your family, but you were expecting to like like get in, get the knowledge, do the study, get out, and like go back on with your your life in the outside world. Like almost like you don't want to disturb the old life that you had, oh, like whatever reason, like you have like happy memories mm. of of this place, and like you you don't necessarily mm. want to touch them as the person that you are now. I like that, okay, yeah, that's really good. uh, so my questions, so for Cameron. Tell me about the ghost we saw together and the nervous explanation that I offered you. Interesting. Okay. I want to give us a bit more like a, a, a history. Like, like what is the crab man's past? Like, like were they a, a teacher or like a researcher? Yeah, I think that, uh, I think that they've spent most of their life in stability um, and I think that maybe, like, in addition to teaching at, like, a u- actual, like, straight-up university on the mainland, um, he also, because it's such a small town, taught some, like, ancillary lessons at the local high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe, a, I think his background is primarily in history and the whole, like, weird crab science thing mm-hmm. is, like, a new newer passion. Like, he's taught history for the last 30 years uh, and within the last decade has gotten really interested in science, particularly crab science. Ooh, maybe in, like, the kind of way that we have, like, wilderness guides kind of teaching like, safety about that. Maybe you also kind of taught some courses, like, the high school bring you in to teach you about, like, water safety. Like, if you see this creature like, washed up on the shores, do this. Or, like, stay away from this creature. Yeah, I like that. Like, you know, uh, weird science facts that Mm -hmm. uh, are useful because we live in such a remote island. Yeah. 
Like just the way that like a, a small town kind of school will like bring in local figures to talk about what they do. Like Cameron initially kind of knew you from that. And I think in one of the lessons you mentioned seeing like like there are some bioluminescent creatures in the deep sea that like it's so deep and dark that they create their own light. And yeah, I think uh, one night Cameron just like went out to the beach, like like trying to to look, hoping to see one of these like beautiful glowing creatures that, you know, missing the point that they would not be anywhere near the shore of an island. And she does actually see like some glowing lights kind of right off the shore, almost like not even under the water, but like kind of skimming along the surface of the water. And, you know, it, it doesn't match anything that the crab man described. So, you know, they, they go to, to him the next day and they say, hey, I saw this thing. And, and like, it, it did this and this. Like, it, uh, what was that? And I think it's something that you have seen before and had some kind of experience with. And, like, you, you just said something to Cameron to, like, oh, yeah, no, that's, um, that's really common, and it's also really dangerous, so, like, never go out there, never interact with it. If you ever see it again, don't tell anybody. I like it. That's my ex. <laughs> don't wave her down. I have a history with that light. Yeah. Um, it, that light gaslights. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what? It, it is a, it is a gaslight, actually. It is actually. a gaslight. The literal gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> a literal gaslight. A literal gaslight, yeah. So, Felicia, tell me about the Crab Man's infamous paper and all the questions you had about it. Oh, it's definitely one of the first papers you were able to publish on the medical benefits of crab blood. Um, it's like research you've been working on for years, but only like recently gotten like enough evidence and enough data and annoyed a publisher enough to have it published and uh felicia you know obviously got like a, a copy of it and tried to reproduce some of your harvesting techniques but you didn't put in like certain things like phases of the moon or other like very like occulty extra information so she wasn't able to like actually harvest the crab and the information in the materials and methods for your paper the material you used uh to like the scalpel you said it had to be like you know silver forged steel or something <laughs> and like you know a diamond handled uh you know uh crab pick and it was just like really weird specific tools and she's just like okay can you just like take me out and like show me how you did this i don't know would would um the uh, professor like uh demonstrate like harvesting the crabs to felicia or just be like ah it's already done i already published it just you know try to follow my paper I think that the crab man want, like I think that he thinks this is important enough that having other people doing the research as well would be helpful. So I think that he would show you all of the like, you know, wait for the right phase of the moon in the exact time and all like all of the sort of deeper things that uh are needed to reproduce the experiment 
Yeah, I think like in the research, like research technical terms, you're like a hypersonic uh, undulation was used to, uh, you know, uh, bring the crabs and sedate them. But really, it was like some kind of like teremin like device that like had weird oscillations, you know, so it was just like a really weird translation with like what was actually done and how it had to be sanitized or changed into like publishable like um, materials and methods and, and information. <laughs> I love it. <gasps> Crabman is so weird. He's so mm-hmm. weird. I love him. <laughs> so I think that gives us all of the character stuff now. So the threats. At least for the Dean, and it looks like probably for the others as well. Uh, I'm going to ask a question to each player and then create a trait based off of their answer. Felicia. What compromise did you make to be a student in this department? Or in in our terms, how you got to to be on this study? Hmm. I feel like the compromise is that I had to go back to the island. Uh, I had had to go back to stability uh, and do the research, like, physically there to, like, dig through stuff and... Yeah, and definitely, like, live back at stability. Okay. So were you kind of looking for a grad grad school project and found this one? Or, or did, like, you get sought out by the, the foundation that the dean runs or whatever to, that, that wanted to bring you here? Yeah, I think I was looking for a grad project and I was uh, like, you know, putting out feelers and applying and then uh, the dean reached out and was like, hey, I have a grant for you. And everything looked great on paper. Like uh, it was like history and encrypteds and whatnots it checked all the boxes for me but then like you know digging deeper it's like oh this is uh back home uh-huh. on stability and then i'll have to go physically go there look for records and stuff and that uh it might have something to do with my family history and a little bit of wondering it's like did you pick me specifically mm-hmm. you know am i the only person that can do this project that you asked uh-huh. for. Yeah. So they didn't tell you it was going to be on stability until after you like applied and like got accepted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I could have seen, I think Felicia like could have looked into a red flags and stuff, but the keywords of like history encrypted was just like so appealing that she was like, I'm going to apply for this right away and didn't ask as many questions as she should have okay. to do any diligence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to call that trait wants to keep you close. I like it. Okay. So, Crab Man, what does the rest of your department think of you? That is a good question. I think that they think of the crab man as a, kind of like a tragic case. Like when he was younger and just into history, he had like this amazing potential future. He was incredibly bright. He was a great historian. 
he knew how to research and where to research and just was an amazing historian. And then about a decade ago, he got real weird Mm -hmm. Uh, between all of his the stuff he's doing with crabs. But then even like his history got weird and he got obsessed with this idea that there are other worlds than these and that like as a historian, he needs to be studying not just the history of our stability, but also of all of the stabilities that exist across uh, the dimensions. And so I think everyone just kind of looks at him with this sort of sadness of like, you could have done so many great things and like, obviously something bad happened to you and you are now just broken. Mm. So it, it's kind of like, like once you started to dabble into like the supernatural and like these other kind of like, uh, like difficult to impossible to prove type studies is when you kind of lost the favor of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can kind of see that meshing with Felicia. Like, yeah, like cryptids are, are maybe weird and unusual, but they are still kind of of the, the natural world in some sense. But what you're doing is like, we, we cannot support that. That is nonsense. Yeah, his ideas went a little too far afield. Okay, so I'll say the dean is interested in what is real and provable. Mm. You know, which can include weird things, but there's no, there's not any supernatural kind of explanation for what is going on. I like that. That's going to put him at a really weird opposition point to both Felicia and the crab man. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for the candle, what social string does someone at this university have on you? I mean, it's the, the LaCroix family. They have strings on everybody in town in one way or another. Yeah. But for, for Cameron specifically, um, you know, envis- like kind of envisioning Cameron as an artist. Maybe th- there is like a. Maybe this is is too similar to what we have with Felicia, but like kind of a a patronage system or like a commission. Like they've commissioned Cameron to do like a a sculpture, and yeah, you you know, we'll we'll put on your work, you display your work, but it it has to be you know the materials we specify, the subject we specify, we decide where we're going to put it, what's going to happen with it afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe like creating something for their private museum. Yeah. I like that. I the the ooh, the trait will be what what we mm-hmm. want, how we want it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Gave the Dean a name. Let me scroll up in our Discord. Dorian Delacroix. <laughs> Skeletally thin man in his late 60s who is very bitter about not being the head of his family because his father Severin refuses to die. Parentheses in a non supernatural way, probably. <laughs> uh, just for clarification, because I think we've, we've, I know I have done it multiple times at this point. Um, is the family Delacroix or LaCroix? I think I actually said LaCroix. 
Yeah, I've gone. And I meant I think we've both gone back, and we have all gone back and forth on it. In our street magic, we have uh, the address is Lacroix Lane, and then the Delacroix the Estate. I mean, I think the name will come up more frequently than the address, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, so, and we could change. We could use Delacroix or just change it. Yeah, we'll keep calling it Delacroix. Unless the LaCroix Seltzer Company offers us a sponsorship somehow. <laughs> yeah, if LaCroix wants to send us money and uh, mediocrely flavored water, we will take it. Yeah, I, I will say that this tastes like something of sure. Just put put our podcast logo on your can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so Delacroix. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so I am the resonance uh, just behind the fabric of reality you can perceive. And I want to unhinge the laws of the world and pitch it into beautiful, dazzling disarray. So, Felicia, how did we first reveal ourselves to you? And the the resonance, are we kind of treating as like the idea of, of alternate dimensions that the crab man's interested in? Or is there like something more specific he had in mind? I think that's so the, the professor's question uh, is, what is your theory about us? So I think that is definitely the crab man's theory is that it's just another one of the alternate dimensions trying to impose itself on ours. Um, I don't know if that's true or mm-hmm. not, uh, but it is definitely like something weird. Uh, I imagine I like I'm thinking I'm going to play it like very nautically themed, like weird ocean stuff happening. Um, probably a lot of crabs. Nice. I think the residents first reveal themselves to Felicia, or she realized it existed when she was off the island and at a normal beach and realized what all the other beaches and oceanscapes look like everywhere else in the world. And that's what made her realize that stability is very different. Because growing up around it, she didn't realize... It was weird that the marine life in her hometown was strange until she, you know, went away and uh, saw what normal crabs look like. And in the evening, looking out in the ocean, there are no strange lights or weird whispers. The wind sounds a certain way uh, all over the east and west coast, and it sounds very different instability, uh, very different howling. Um, and coming back, like almost like Plato in the cave, is just like reaffirming that kind of realization and discovery. I like it. Uh, I think I'm going to call that trait. We are different here. Mm-hmm. So but my question for myself uh, is what is your theory about us? Uh, and like I said, the crab man, I think, is convinced that this is an alternate dimension stability trying to impose its we, its its difference on us. I think I will call that trait. There are other worlds than these. <laughs> and then Cameron, what visited you last night in a nightmare? Yeah, I've been trying to think about what this would be. I guess maybe if I can kind of mash some of those ideas together, um, like the the nightmare that Cameron had was 
like of, of being sort of dropped into the middle of the like the vast oceans and you know you can kind of see stability off in the distance but you know no matter how hard they swam it could it, the island never got any closer in kind of that like disembodied dream sense of like seeing your yourself from like an outside viewpoint like from below as Cameron is swimming there's just this massive beast of the sea kind of rising up from beneath them just like imagine a a person swimming in the middle of the ocean and a giant eyeball opens up and starts to uh, like rise up from the depths and yeah just before the 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 beast surfaces cameron woke up in a uh like stoking wet maybe it was sweat maybe it was salty ocean water they didn't want to think too deeply about it i love that so disturbing <laughs> uh i am gonna call that trait the sea has many children uh i am also playing the ghosts you're not fucking welcome here, and we don't like repeating ourselves. The ghosts want for all of you to leave this place forever so we can finally have peace and quiet. Ask myself, what important item or person did you lose somewhere within stability? Uh, Felicia lost her... Uh, twin sister. Ooh. I wonder if it's too supernatural to say that the death of her twin sister, it's like a little vague. They're like memories of like when Cameron and Felicia saw the cowardly man that... Uh, her twin sister was, like, also there, but also, like, memories that twin sister was, like, you know, died as a baby, <sighs> or, like, also memories, like, the twin sister, like, uh, left when Felicia also left, mm -hmm. but she did something, like, pretty awful, dishonorable, or whatever, so the family, like, doesn't talk about her, like, that kind of lost, like, it's it's a little, like, a hard memory to dive into and question or like try to remember and therefore no one really questions any inconsistency or whatever because it's just like a sad event like let's not dig into it and perhaps the twin sister was lost in like multiple universes yeah and that's why it's like there's that bleed through and uh that trait is uh oh mm. Help! Any ideas? <laughs> so the the kind of idea is that there are like differing stories about what happened to her, or like nobody talks about it, so Felicia's not quite sure what the story is. Yeah, memory hurts. How about that? Yeah, I like that. Uh, professor, what dark secret about this place are you keeping from your students? Oh, I think so. One of the things that we didn't really talk about in Street Magic, but it was one of the established facts that I had. So off the coast of the island, I think maybe like off the western coast, uh, there are 
some stones that stick up out of the water that we think were originally installed like hundreds of years ago as like a, a breakwater to keep the tide down. Um, and I think the the secret the professor is hiding is that he has found evidence through like old photographs uh, that the people of stability used to perform human sacrifices. Ooh. By tying people to those stone pillars. Um, and he doesn't have quite enough evidence. Like, it's like one weird picture he found. So he doesn't have enough evidence to really feel comfortable bringing it up. And it is like such a dark thing that even if he had enough evidence, uh, is that something you really want to tell people about the town that they grew up in? Uh, what if the professor knows if he can get a boat up to the stones close enough and examine markings, he will have definitive evidence because, like, of the chains or, like, pittons used inside the rocks. Like, there's no debating that. But, one, it's dangerous to go out there. And, two, like, yeah, like you said, do we really want that to surface? I like that a lot, that, like, he could prove it's true, mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to because he himself doesn't want it to be true. Yeah, like that. Uh, the truth is out there. <laughs> oh, wait, the dark truth. How about that? The dark truth. I like it. And the candle. How do we hurt you? Mm. Ghosts hurt Cameron. I think by kind of like whispering things and like showing me visions of like how I belong here, how the like the the choices I I've made are like entirely out of my control. Um, like you you are never meant to leave this island you were you were never going to to become anything like just kind of filling cameron with all of the like the doubts and uh like fears that they have whispers of doubt and fear okay oh where are your negative intrusive thoughts it's good to know that they're external too mm -hmm. it's next to our supernatural Okay, yeah, we got our threats. Is that everything we need to do to to play this game? I think so. Okay. This has been Greetings from Stability. If you've enjoyed your visit here, leave a review on the podcast app of your choice. Tell a friend. Give us a follow on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, or Facebook at StabilityOR. Chant our name three times under the light of the full moon. Wait for a response. Insert individual credits here.